The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Ten minutes after eight here on the Forum Day. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Now, in the wake of recent terror attacks in countries like France, Pakistan, Libya, and the decision by the Nigerian government uh, most recently to postpone elections by six weeks as the country uh, tries to fight the insurgency by Boko Haram, the term terrorist has been on the lips of many. But what is a terrorist? On the forum at 8 this morning, that is what we are grappling with as we ask you, who is a terrorist in your eyes? And, you know, what images spring to mind when you hear the word terrorism? We'd love to hear from you this morning. And as expected, it's, it's going to be one of those discussions, but we shan't shy away from it all the same. Um, here's an, uh, an SMS already from uh, Tom Morgan. And Tom says, so SAFM is promoting a terrorist and terrorism. And this in response to the fact that I said we would be joined in this conversation by Leila Khalid. And uh, Leila Khalid, of course, um, will speak about her later because she will be joining us later on in the show. But she is someone who has been branded ter- a terrorist herself. And we'll speak to her about that because she also believes that others are terrorists. And who are those? And uh, so this morning we're going to try and traverse through this minefield and try to just, you know, wrap our heads around this whole issue of terrorism. But joining us right now is Farid Isak, who is uh, with the Center for the Study of Democracy. Farid, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, and um, apologies there, Prof. And um, the, the thing is, I just want to ask our listeners at this point already, if you want to call in please feel free. 0891 SMS us on 34701 and you can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. We are asking you the question this morning, who is a terrorist? Now, uh, perhaps we could start off, Prof, by just looking at defining terrorism and what that is. Well, uh, first of all, quite literally in terms of how it relates to the English language, And then the second thing, how it is increasingly being used, uh, not so much in international law, but in different laws of uh, different uh, countries. Uh, In English, uh, terrorist is quite literally uh, somebody who uh, engages in acts of terror. Um, And then uh, terror, uh, broadly then, uh, more broadly defined, is the calculated targeting of non-combatants for the calculated injury uh, of non-combatants by those who are ideologically motivated. So in a broad sense, that is the way in which the word terrorist is used, but quite literally it is only somebody uh, who invokes uh, terror in other people. Uh, In law, it is uh, not so much in international law. There's lots of confusion about uh, the use of the word terror, and different nations use the word terror and terrorism in very, very different senses. Um, And and there, generally, it is also used uh, with the emphasis on innocent civilians. Um, But in most of international law, it is more specifically uh, directly related to local issues inside each of those countries. And so it ranges from uh, damaging uh, national interest uh, 
uh, in a country like the United States, and national interest can be very, very widely defined, to uh, pornography in some parts of the world where that is seen as violating national standards, to um, offending the standing of the king in a country like uh, Saudi Arabia, um, and to uh, driving motor cars uh, by women in a country, again like Saudi Arabia, to saying unkind things about Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe. And so national countries, as soon as the definition of terrorism falls into the hands of national states, then you get into very, very murky waters, and there is simply no end to the various very, very creative words in which national governments can then use the word terror as a weapon to disarm everybody and anybody that dares to cross uh, swords with them. And, of course, you know, we're also hearing words like insurgency. Now, what is the difference between terrorism and insurgency? An insurgency is an, an organized uprising against a government. Um, it, it's an organized uprising against a government uh, led by some form of organized uh, militia or, a, or an organized um, group of people. Uh, in the way in which terrorism is used, it could easily be invoked by one particular person and it doesn't have to be directed at a state. So these are the two fundamental differences between insurgencies. and But insurgency is a broader word, and that is why um, a slightly more objective uh, media forum, such as the British Broadcasting Corporation, now consciously avoids the word terrorism in all its reports, even reports on, say, where I think most South Africans would probably want to agree on uh, Boko Haram, even on the reports on Boko Haram, the BBC avoids the word terrorism and uses the word uh, insurgents. Mm. And then also, you know, um, after 9-11 especially, you know, what we have seen is, you know, a, a, a proliferation almost when it comes to talking about terror and the war on terror and just that term in itself. What does that mean? And, and, and additionally, is there a difference between political and religious terrorism? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, uh, uh, it is true that the United States had very, very consciously, and its allies, and because uh, the West generally dominates uh, um, the media and therefore uh, also international discourse, the use of the word terror had really proliferated after the attacks on uh, the Twin Towers and the Pentagon uh, on, uh, in, in, uh, in, uh, in what was known as the 9-11 uh, event in 2001. Uh, <clears throat> the problem is that much of what led to that uh, kind of bombing was precisely the uh, war inside Afghanistan um, and the Taliban government hosting uh, the uh, the terrorists who had done this attack on the United States. But those very Taliban were, until about a decade or two before that, hosted in the United States and hailed by none other 
than, Thomas, than Ronald Reagan in the White House as the Thomas Jeffersons of Afghanistan. So the Taliban, 10, 15 years before that, were hailed as the founding freedom fighters of Afghanistan in the same way that Thomas Jefferson was the founding freedom fighter of the United States, hailed, welcomed in the United States, and 10 years after that becomes a terrorist. And so this gives you an idea of the complexity of the use of the word, but far more important than the complexity of the word is how one side can today decide that such and such is a terrorist, and tomorrow they decide that such and such no longer serves my purposes, therefore he isn't a terrorist. It's very, very important to remember that until just six years ago, believe it or not, until just six years ago, Nelson Mandela was still on the terrorist watch list of the United States of America. Um, and so this, in a very dramatic way, points out for us how, uh, regardless of all the arguments that we use in trying to define who is a terrorist or not, at the end of the day, it really comes down to our own political and ideological choices uh, that we make. We're sitting uh, in a country that was largely liberated by terrorists. One of the leading figures in, uh, in the opposition in our country today, Patricia DeLille, for example, um, a leading member of the DA, the, uh, the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Patricia was part of a terrorist organization, the Pan-Africanist Congress, that had committed many, many murders, including the killings of civilians. Today, uh, many people who would want to denounce your guest coming up uh, as a terrorist would happily forget that Patricia DeLille herself, if not one herself, was one that belonged to an organization that actively, according to South African law at least at that time, that actively supported, um, supported and perpetrated acts of terrorism. So it's very, very complex, and it really depends on which way our own prejudices and our own political um, swings lie. Can terrorism ever be justified? Um, well, that depends, of course, in how you use the word terror. Um, yes, of course it can be justified. Uh, the, virtually the entire continent of Africa had achieved its liberation on the basis of liberation struggles. Now, I'm not going to come along today and say that uh, the African National Congress, SWAPO, Frelimo, um, ZANU-PF, that all of these people who gave their lives and so on and engage in guerrilla warfare, that they should never have done so um, and that I would be more than happy to live uh, in a continent uh, governed by racial exploitation, uh, governed by uh, white people lording it over quote-unquote Kafirs. Uh, because I'm going to say that uh, uh, the way they were defined, these guerrillas or insurgents that they had engaged in what is today known as terrorism, uh, was illegitimate. And so I think that uh, the entire continent's freedom 
has been bought on the basis of what is today defined as terrorism. And so it would be a bit high-minded, slightly arrogant, uh, with the condescension of uh, looking at where we are now to come and say that it should never be justified. Quite frankly, we won't be having Praveen Gordons, we won't be having Trevor Manuels, Ibrahim Patels, uh, Nelson Mandela's, Oliver Tambos. All these people would have rotten uh, in uh, detention and in jails if we are to come along today with the logic that all forms of armed resistance against oppression uh, is to be denounced as terrorism. And if you look around the world today, is there any particular individuals or organizations that you would brand terrorists? Um, I would denounce the killing of civilians. I would denounce the destruction of sacred places. I would denounce the singling out of minorities, uh, such as ISIS is uh, doing in uh, in Iraq and in Syria. I would denounce these as individuals. I would denounce them as cruel. I would denounce them as barbaric. Um, and I would happily support the different struggles to eliminate these forms of crimes against humanity. But I would be very, very careful to just simply jump onto the bandwagon of this very, very glib word that anybody can use for anything and just say terrorism. Now, of course, I'm making it very clear in this that when an organization like Boko Haram goes around uh, hunting down uh, girls, um, selling them as slaves to the highest bidders, um, all in the name of religion, or the Lord's Army, for example, in, uh, in northern Uganda, having killed more than 100,000 people uh, in the last uh, 15, 16 years or so, all in the name of establishing the Ten Commandments. All of these are horrific and must be pursued to the full extent of the law. They must be pursued. But I would describe these acts as barbaric. I would describe these acts as vulgar, as inhumane, and so on. Um, and uh, I would be very, very reluctant to simply uh, put this label on uh, terrorists onto different people because... Uh, but why not in this instance, you know, where, where you have described, you know, some of the despicable acts that have been perpetrated by some of these groups, why wouldn't you label them terrorists? Because the term terrorism had become far too loose a one, and it is invoked by far too many. And I don't, I mean, if Mugabe, for example, labels a person who engages in caricaturing him and he's falling down the stairs as a terrorist, if the Saudis start calling people who drive cars, women who drive cars, terrorists, then the meaning of that word has shifted. I then have the right to say I no longer want to use this word because the abuse of this word has become far too common, and so I will now stick to the characteristics of those people and denounce those characteristics simply because the word had now become too muddy, and I don't want to be confused or conflicted with those other folks who are using the terms 
so recklessly. Is there a difference uh, between a, a, a freedom fighter, as it were, as some people would refer to someone like this, who may have killed innocent people uh, for the independence of their country, and a terrorist? Uh, okay. First of all, your question seems to relate to non-state actors. The very same question could be asked about, um, say, uh, any government army that has gone in to fight uh, wars and where this is then called uh, collateral damage. Uh, or um, uh, this uh, very famous Madeleine Albright, the Secretary of State, former Secretary of State for the United States, when asked about the hundreds and thousands of Iraqis, civilians who were being killed uh, in the war and in Afghanistan, she, she uh, very memorably said that, well, this is simply a question of collateral damage. If one, for example, look at the thousands of civilians that have died in Pakistan, children, uh, women, non-combatants, everybody agrees non-combatants, sometimes people attending weddings as a, as a, as a collateral part, not intended. Then, of course, uh, you also have state terrorism. So mm-hmm. we need to be very careful that, as we understand the word terrorism, it's not only something that uh, non-state actors are a part of. And so then to come back to your question, yes, when people, cal- when people target civilians, then it is particularly pernicious. And I think all societies have always agreed on this. The distinction comes when people say that these civilians are innocent, uh, are standbys, but the target that we're going for are much bigger. And this is the logic that the Israeli government has consistently used in its attack on uh, Palestinian civilians. But it is also the logic, I dare say, that very often those organizations characterize as freedom fighters. It's also a logic that they use. Uh, to justify not the killing but the death of civilians because these entities would argue that we don't go in there to kill uh, civilians. The civilians, their deaths are accidental. And so there is a distinction between killing and death, although, of course, logically, the one is the result of the other. And this morning we are asking the question on the forum at eight, who is a terrorist? And our guest is Professor Farid Esak, who is with the Center for the Study of Democracy. Love to hear your views, your questions, your comments. 891 is the number to dial. You can also SMS us on 34701, and I've got a few of those. I'll read them shortly. And you can also tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Let's hear from Austin in Joburg very quickly. Good morning, Austin. Yes, Akina. I'm calling from Johannesburg. Um, I'm a bit concerned about the reluctance of your guests there to call a spade a spade. Um, in fact, I think he's quite clearly blurring the line. Um, he, in, in his attempt to hesitate to uh, brand uh, groups such as ISIS and uh, Boko Haram terrorists, you know, and and in, in fact, likening um, liberation movements such as uh, uh, PAC, ANC, ZANU PF, Lehman, and the rest of them, um, to, to I'm not saying he's likely. I'm not quite clearly saying he's likening it to them, but he's trying to almost blur the line between these two organizations. I mean, my main concern, especially with uh, 
the Muslim uh, community internationally that they haven't come out so strongly in their condemnation of what's going on in the name of Islam, especially in places like Nigeria, Boko Haram, and ISIS in uh, in uh, uh, in the Middle East. You know, so that and and some of the atrocities that are taking place in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and, and places like that. And and very often they are quick to jump when it comes to uh, a, a country like Israel. Of course, I'm not necessarily condoning some of the things that are happening in Gaza and and and. and uh, 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 by the Israeli authorities, but they are quick to to to, to jump when it comes to inside. But when their own people are committing atrocities, like what's happening in Boko Haram right now, burning churches, burning even mosques, and attacking young girls and and, and and decimating whole villages and places like that, and the Muslim community worldwide, they're not as vociferous as one would expect of them. That's my comment. Okay, and Austin, and and I don't necessarily want to get into that right now as to why the Muslim community should be expected to stand up and condemn in one voice because they have condemned. Let's just be clear about that. But clearly it seems not enough for Austin. But we, we will get through, we'll wade through some of these questions. The question we are asking this morning is, uh, who is a terrorist? And love to hear your views on that. And, and, and let's get straight to the heart of the matter. If you look at the world today, who would you brand as a terrorist and why? And, and and I just want to go back to what uh, Austin was saying before the break. And um, the, the, someone actually uh, sent a tweet in response to that uh, saying, but Austin, you know, this this whole notion of always wanting Muslims in general to speak out about the atrocities of some fanatics, some fundamentalists sitting somewhere, why don't we expect the same of any other grouping or denomination? And he makes the point of the LRA. Why don't we ask all Christians to actually come out and condemn those sort of actions. But I suspect that's a discussion for another day. Sig in Rangberg says, please tell Prof. Farid Esak that freedom fighters don't have to massacre innocent people. Only terrorists do that. And a few other messages coming through as well. Ginga in the Eastern Cape says, letter to a terrorist, you victimize and you kill and maim. In short, you go too far. But nothing I can say or do will change the way you are. And now whatever is left of you lay scattered on the floor. I bet you never opened a letter bomb before. That's from Ginga in the Eastern Cape. JB says, a terrorist is someone who is against white supremacy. Uh, T.A. Mali in Cape Town says USA has trained and funded terrorism from Mujahideen days and are doing it now in Syria and the Ukraine. This one says we must stop all the terror and all the wars against terror. We must rather talk to one another and allow all to have a place in the sun. Joe from Peter Maritzburg's contribution this morning is that anyone can be anybody's terrorist depending on what he or she stands for in the scheme of things. For instance, the wars on dispossession, the conquerors terrorized our forefathers. And uh, John Murray in Grahamstown says, many if not most political change has been achieved through radicals. Terrorism depends on who you object to. Mandela was a terrorist to some, Eugene de Kock to others. And a few more messages. Yes, Velesazi says, in my view, terrorism is the deliberate and consistent attack of civilians by armed combatants in conflict. And Matula Tulare says, terrorism is everywhere. 
academic terrorism, there's labor terrorism. You will find it just about anywhere you go. And perhaps what, what I also want you to reflect on is the media and the language that the media uses when it comes to describing certain acts. Do you think that the media uses the word terrorism correctly? If so, why? If not, why not? And uh, I'd, I'd just love to hear your views on all of these particular matters. Let's just hear from a few callers very quickly. Faisal in Mayfair, good morning. Hi, good morning, uh, Sakina. Uh, uh, Sakina, unlike your, your guest, uh, Farid Yusak, who has a relative position in regard to terrorism, I do have an objective definition of, of a terrorist. A, a, a terrorist is a person who intentionally or intends harming or killing of, uh, of civilians in the name of a cause. Now, uh, with, my, with my definition of a terrorist, Robert McBride and Leila Khalid are terrorists. Nelson Mandela and George Bush are not terrorists. Okay. That was uh, from Faisal in Mayfair. Cindy and Ara in Hermanus, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, um, first, uh, organized crime in this country uh, is really terrifying a lot of people. Uh, there are so many people who are uh, frightened to even go into um, uh, shopping malls these days uh, because of this, this fear of, of people who just come there and, and, and shoot uh, randomly. Um, uh, also, I, I would just like to read uh, from the dictionary that uh, uh, terror... Uh, described as extreme fear, a time of or government by terrorism. Uh, now we know that there are many governments that that are you, you know governing by terrorism. Um, I, I think particularly of uh, um, Zimbabwe. Um, the people live in fear there of of, of the government. That, that that's a form of terrorism. Uh, so I would say that anyone uh, um, involved in um, any uh, uh, um, action uh, that, that causes fear, extreme fear to people, they, they are terrorists. They, they are terrifying people. Whether they kill them or not, they are terrifying people. And this is a terrible way to live. Uh, mm. The South Africans are living in great fear today. Okay. Thank you so much, Cindy, saying that this definition should go, you know, be appended perhaps to a lot more people than we currently do. Mohammed in City Deep, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Yes, Mohammed. Uh, the person who is terrorist, I can define for you. The Al-Shabaab in Horn of Africa, what you call a book Arab in West Africa. And then what happened, I said, these are the real terrorists. They don't even have what you call aim to fight. They just bombing what you call the innocent people, especially women and children. But uh, what happened? Uh, this group who are fighting for Palestinians, what you call Hamas, they are not a terrorist. They are free and freedom fighters. Why I say that? Uh, Western countries, Siwabo, ANC, BSC, Sanu BF, Foralimo, uh, they were calling them terrorists, the one they were fighting for independence. So these people, what happened Hamas, they are not a terrorist. Okay. I can, what you call, I, I can differentiate for you. Thank you so much, uh, De Mohammed. Chet in Cape Town, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Um, Boko Haram and ISIS are all terrorists. But I want to say that war is also a form of terrorism. And Barack Obama can be accused of being a terrorist uh, through his ordering of drone bombings. 
He has apparently killed, through drone bombings of civilians, more people than the Spanish Inquisition. And, you know, this is a striking terror into, the, uh, into people all over the world. Uh, you know, innocent uh, women, men, children, all getting, uh, you know, terrified by these and, uh, you know, uh, traumatized by these uh, drone bombings. Okay, that's Chet in Cape Town. Bashir in Lanasia, good morning. Hi, Sakina. Look, I'm quite happy with the definition of a terrorist being somebody who deliberately ignores uh, or targets civilians, you know. I'm just very concerned that state terrorism, you know, is often ignored as terrorism. I mean, here you had Faisal calling in and said, you know, George Bush, who fought an illegal war, killed millions of people, and he says, well, George Bush, Bush is not a terrorist. You know, uh, I, I think that's very problematic. And I think that goes to my final point, that I think what differentiates uh, Islamic terrorism from other forms of terrorism is hypocrisy. You know, uh, when non-Muslims commit terrorism, they are secularist. You know, uh, when Israel commits acts of terror, they are not Jews, uh, they are secularist. When America commits acts of terror, they are secularist. Somehow only Muslims retain their identity. And, uh, you know, I think, sorry, but I think it's quite hypocritical of non-Muslims to look at it that way, that on a Sunday there are Christians, on a Monday when they pick up that gun and go and kill innocent civilians in Muslim countries, all of a sudden they are not Christians or Jews or uh, atheists or whatever, they are secularists. Thanks, All right. Uh, thank you so much, Bashir. So um, this is uh, the view from some of our listeners this morning. We are asking the, case, uh, the question, who is a terrorist? And we join on the line now by a controversial, pal- a controversial Palestinian struggle hero, Leila Khaled, who is in South Africa currently. And uh, Leila obviously, you know, became the face of a resistance struggle. And she, of course, was the first woman to hijack a plane in the uh, fight against a certain an authority. And Leila joins us from our Durban studios right now. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Now, Leila Khalid, you are someone who has been branded a terrorist. How do you respond to that when someone says to you, like so many of our listeners even this morning are saying, that you are a terrorist? Clive Patterson says, um, Leila Khalid endangered innocent people with no compunction. She is not even remorseful, and that makes her a terrorist. I think I'm very well known as a freedom fighter because the question first before uh, how to uh, uh, show or how to see somebody the question was why why this woman did so and so I didn't come from my family just uh, going on my own going to hijack a plane it was the struggle of the Palestinians for the long sufferings they were living uh, uh, after their Nakba. Uh, Nakba in Arabic and English means catastrophe. And that was since 1948, and it's still going on, in addition to aggressions of uh, the apartheid state in Israel. So uh, uh, to define, and as I heard some of the uh, uh, listeners, who, uh, those who participated in any how to uh, describe what is terrorism? Terrorism is state terrorism. It's the uh, uh, occupation. Occupation is terrorism. Apartheid is terrorism. Killing people, innocent people, like what happened in Gaza and in the West Bank, in Lebanon, when Israel launched wars against us and made, making massacres and Holocaust. This is terrorism. 
and those who support these uh, actions and uh, this brutal policy of uh, the apartheid system in, in Israel against Palestinians, this is the utmost of terrorism. So we have uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to think of it from uh, uh, an angle that where there is oppression, sufferings of the people from this oppression, there is resistance. And resistance is uh, guaranteed by international law. By the way, the, the, the actions that I participated in uh, in uh, 1969 and 1970, we didn't hurt anybody. Uh, we were obliged to do it. It's not because we like to do it. Uh, uh, the whole world, uh, since 1948 until 1967, de uh, dealt with us as uh, uh, a small group of refugees who needed some tents and human aids. But they did not look at us as a people who are struggling for their homeland and to return to their homeland. Resistance is, uh, uh, by all its means, is guaranteed by international law. The uh, United Nations Charter says in its eighth item that people under oppression or occupation have the right to resist by all means, including armed struggle. Then resistance is uh, uh, illegal and uh, it's protected by the international law. Those who don't abide by international law are the terrorists. America, uh, uh, United States, uh, 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 Israel, they don't abide by international law. Uh, United States, uh, after invading uh, two countries uh, uh, in, in two successive years in, in Afghanistan and Iraq and destroyed those countries, uh, and now uh, the United States is leading a coalition uh, against what so-called the, the Islamic uh, terrorists or whatever they they created that but uh, they are killing innocent people the nato uh, uh, killed uh, more than 30000 people in libya in in uh, pretending that they are helping the uh, the uh, revolutionary people there what uh, about acts like suicide bombing where you get on a bus and 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 you blow up you know innocent people isn't mm -hmm. that an act of terror regardless mm -hmm. of what the motivation mm -hmm. is behind it mm -hmm. no no i don't agree with it anyhow we didn't do it but sometimes you know my dear when you feel that life and death are the same uh, israel to an to a great extent made life hell to the palestinians when a young uh, 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 man or a young woman goes with this to to revenge uh, we we are not in the sense of revenging we are in the sense of uh, 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 resisting the oppression some people reach to the point that their lives and their death are the same because israel minimized the space between the being human beings living in their country or outside their country and death so, Would it be fair then to say in that no, regard no, no, that no, it's not terror fair. begets terror? Mm -hmm. Yes, it, 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 uh, uh, of course, uh, 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 war brings war also. Uh, 
uh, but there's a big difference between a just war and an uh, uh, unjust war. Uh, in the world, there were uh, just wars. It's the revolutions of the people. This is war also. But uh, uh, let me tell you, in this uh, conflict, which has been going on since 66 years and more now, uh, there should be some uh, people who think that the way they did it is better than what we did, for example. But it doesn't mean that the, the uh, oppressor, the occupant, uh, the Israeli occupant to Palestine should be justified at any case. At any case. We're not seeing that uh, uh, people every day going and uh, blowing uh, buses. But we have seen uh, from uh, 2008 and 2014, three times Israel uh, uh, attacked uh, Gaza while the people are uh, in embargo also. And lately, the, the last war was a holocaust. It's really a holocaust because Israel was uh, targeting not uh, freedom fighters or uh, people who are resisting, but uh, uh, targeting families. And they, uh, uh, those families vanished from, uh, from uh, earth because they uh, put them under the rubbles of their houses. Thousands now are uh, uh, homeless. Uh, uh, 2,242 children were killed, women were killed, and those were not uh, uh, fighting. Uh, this is terrorism. It's what, a state terrorism. What about ISIS? What about Boko Haram? What about Al-Shabaab? Are they terrorists? Yes. Yes, they are. Briefly. All of them? Yes. And who else would you add to the list of terrorists as <laughs> seen by Leila Khalid? You know... Uh, uh, I always uh, look, uh, I'm optimistic, always optimistic that this kind of terror will end from this world because uh, uh, peoples of the world uh, uh, are looking forward to, uh, uh, to live in peace under the sun. Those who are uh, making uh, weapons to kill others these are terrors, the industry of weapons, the creation of new uh, uh, effective uh, uh, weapons like the chemical ones, the uh, nuclear uh, weapons. And uh, uh, for example, phosphorus, we had, uh, I, I just learned in, in, at school and university that phosphorus is a, a, a kind that we can use for uh, uh, good things while uh, uh, the industry of weapons and arms, uh, uh, those who are inventing them and using good things uh, uh, to be harmful for human beings like the white phosphorus Israel used in, in Gaza in 2008. Uh, these are also terrorists because they are uh, doing that for, uh, just for uh, uh, their uh, money to gain more and more money because it's very, very, very much any, uh, the, the industry of uh, arms and the industry, uh, this is a trade now. And they, uh, uh, those companies, they want their trade to be uh, flourishing all the time. It's flourishing on the expense of the bloods of the innocent uh, in different parts of the world.
I want to bring in Dr. Anneli Boota, who's a senior researcher on terrorism at the Institute uh, for Security Studies. Dr. Boota, thanks for your time this morning. Now, many of our guests seem to believe that the term terrorism and terrorist is used based on one's perception and your perspective. Good morning, Shakina. Yes, um, it's